get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, dude? What up, dude? Welcome to the 44th episode of the What Up, Dude podcast. Not the installment, apparently. Not the installment this time. 45th would be the installment. Okay. Um, and bring it back special guest, The Hiss. <laughs> We're back <laughs> in the... For me, I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got a nigga waiting outside? Right, right. We're back in the garage, so you get the heat going. We're able to smoke and drink at the same damn time. Yeah, we don't really need the heat per se. It's not that cold out, but you know, it's a little chilly. Keep, yeah, keep it a little comfortable. It's forty-two, so I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not warm as a bar, but you know. Yeah. Whatever. So we got a nice little, nice little system going on out here. We brought back the hiss, but we're comfortable. We can smoke. We'll probably while cut we it down too. So yeah, we can smoke while we record, so it works out well. I mean, I mean. If, I think you know. Hopefully, they will want us to be comfortable when we when we podcast. I think we do the best podcast when we're when we're comfortable. Like nigga, just give us a good show, like, damn it! I don't care if you niggas is cold. It's fucking be funny, right? So, coming off an interesting la- uh, week last week, uh, we're not funny at all, though. We're yeah, we have our moments. I think we have our moments, but it's definitely not continuously funny. Um, I'm working on that though. Man, that reminds me. Uh, so, I've been listening. I've been backed up on podcasts. So I've been listening to all the podcasts that I'm backed up on. I probably got like seventy episodes of stuff, man. Well, I, I probably started with about seventy episodes of podcasts that I listen to regularly that I haven't listened to in a while. And so, the way I'm doing is I'm I'm working backwards from my favorite one. So basically, I just listen to the read. And Brilliant Idiots. I haven't listened to the read in God knows how long. That's what happened to me. I hadn't listened to... I probably hadn't listened to the read in probably about three or four months. So, we'll say three months. So, that's four episodes a month. That's 12 episodes of each one. So, I've been starting with those and working my way back. There was an episode of the read maybe like two months ago that was so fucking funny, man. Like, it was so good. And it just reminded me, man, it's so crazy to me. That that Kid Fury is so fucking funny without even trying. Like I feel like that's just how he is. Like there's a lot of people who try to be funny, especially on Twitter. You got mad people who just are trying to be Dude, funny. It's every I, I should say every, but generally, I don't know. I would go seven out of ten. Seven out of ten of what you would call a popular Twitter tries to be whatever whatever they're they're good at. Or whatever they become good at, based on people saying they are, that's because they really, really try hard. Yeah, and like, man, Kid Fury is so effortlessly funny. Like, I don't even know how he comes up with half the shit that he says, man. But like, he went on a rant about somebody sent in a listener letter about uh, their boyfriend wanting to get head, but his like balls were stinky and shit. Like, he just he was just funky down there, and man, he went on this rant about. Dudes with funky balls and shit that don't wash their dick or whatever. Man, this rant was so fucking funny. And even just saying it, you would think that that wouldn't even be that funny of a topic. But like, man, that episode was so fucking funny, man. It was called, uh, what was it called? Smell and Taste. 
because the girl has said that not only did he smell sour, but he tasted sour. And man, salty it, balls. Yeah, man, it was called smell and taste. Man, that rant was so fucking funny, man. That was probably the second funniest rant that I've ever heard from him on their podcast. They're at like a hundred episodes now, and yeah, that was the second best one. His his best one was his Tyler Perry rant. That shit was fucking clat. That man, that shit was beyond epic, man. That shit was great. Are they coming here this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're doing a tour again, but well, they're touring now. They've been a few places. I've seen pictures from a few places. I knew they was in. They was somewhere I don't down think they ever south. Stopped. I think they just go places. Whenever uh, somebody says like, "Hey." We got enough money to pay you motherfuckers to come here. Now, was the show the show Dude. here was a pretty packed out show? Yeah, it was. It was full. It was pretty packed. Oh, I wonder if they're coming in. Man, I would love to be able to get excuse me get to the point where we had a show that was worth going somewhere for. <laughs> like I don't even care where. Yeah, I, I would imagine somebody paying for us. To I would not give a fuck a damn where show. it would. It could be in the middle of fucking Idaho. If it was you said Idaho, I was thinking Iowa. I don't know. Or they have I states, but they trash. Yeah, but I hope I don't have to get the hiccups. This <laughs> Sorry if we have any Iowa, Idaho listeners. I doubt it, but if we did, no. Where's homeboy? No, where's homeboy from? Uh, uh, bully. Uh, <laughs> where's he? Is he? He's not from Ohio. I don't think it was one of. I think it was a. Is it he was Alabama? Or something? Was, I think it was like a whack ass city, but I think it was in like. A regular state like Georgia or... I think it was like Alabama or some crazy Yeah, it was like state. Alabama or something. Like, it was like a regular I would state. go to fucking Alabama in the... Wherever the fuck he is. I would go to a place that we can get a place... I, I would honestly go to a place that just paid us to come there. Doc, he said that something like... He collects comic books and he can't even get them shipped to his actual... Uh, what the fuck actual, does he live at, His actual uh, residence. Like, I think he said he got to get them shipped to like a P.O. box or some shit like that. Uh he got to get his ship somewhere else or something like that. Like, I can't remember what he said, but he said something about get, having trouble with getting comics shipped to his actual Yeah, I saw address. that. I wonder if he, like, if, I don't know. I watched this, uh, this I, damn, I don't even know if the show is called. I, it's, it's in, it's come out basically living in Alaska. But basically a lot of the, the houses are, like, off the grid where they don't get ele- electricity and all that shit and, like, <laughs> running water. And so they have to get, like, solar panels and... They have to get water, like, like drove there and, and like, trucks and shit like that. So, I'm like, is he in one of these places where he ain't got fucking running water? He got to get all this shit. Because what he's saying, it's like, that, that doesn't make sense. Like, you're in a, any any normal place in America, I would think be able to get, you know, the essentials. Running water, electricity, and postal service. I guess not, man. You probably, I really got to drive like thirty minutes to get to Walmart. Have you ever, I don't know if he's ever emailed us now, but I really, I'm really curious about his time now. Well, we'll find out. Uh, maybe a day or two after we post this. Right, episode. right. We'll find out next Tuesday or some shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, man. I was that that whole Alaska show is pretty cool because I watched uh, um, those. I forget what channel it is. I think it's um, it's either. Uh, uh, damn, I just I had a fucking brain fart. Uh, one of those channels, <laughs> <laughs> like TLC or no, it's like uh, the the home uh, home network, home fix like it, HGTV? HGTV or some shit like that. Um, but they, you know, they have couples that are trying to find houses, and they, you know, in Alaska, a lot of the places that's you know really far off and shit like that. You know, they don't have power and shit. 
I don't even mind living in a place that long as I was able to, you know, generate power from somewhere. Like, they had places where they were really windy, so they had, like, you know, fucking wind tunnels and shit and all those things they were using, you know, to get power and all that shit. I just be like, I just need internet and fucking, you know. You think if you live in a place where you need a fucking windmill for power that you're going to have internet? I feel like that just wouldn't work out. I don't know, man. I think I think all shit is possible, dude. I would love to be there. I heard that damn Jesus ass. I can do all things through Christ's strength as me ass philosophy. I, I, I think, I think man, anything I is possible. Well, no, I just think with technology, you know, uh, beliefs aside, I think with technology, though, you know, you should be able to get something. But, I mean, it's just airwaves and shit. You got a fucking tower, you should be able to get fucking service. Nigga, if you ain't got water, you ain't got internet. That's the way I I don't know, man. Out of, you know, shit, fucking California about to fucking run out of water. They're they're like at the the verge of not having water there. But you next to the Pacific Ocean, salt water. You can't turn salt water into drinkable water. Really? Yes, I found that out because I thought I was. Now nah, I feel better because you don't know it. Um, uh. But someone had said it, and I was like, "How the fuck can they be damn near one half of the fucking state is just on the edge of all this fucking water?" But no, salt water is not. What what they call potable? What? Potable. Pot. P o t a b l e. Meaning you can't change salt water into uh, fresh drinking water. That seems. I don't know. That seems crazy because like. I, I thought the same you thing. Could dr- you could turn pee into regular drinking water. You right. could turn like any like any kind of water into regular drinking water. Why wouldn't you ever turn the ocean into regular drinking water? Man, from what I've understood, there's a, a a couple of folks who said it to me. Uh, but yeah, you can't you can't do salt water. Hmm. So I'm like, damn. I mean, being that, how can, it's like it's like a tease. Like y'all have all these water issues, and you're like on the coast, like, but but it's 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 water here. Water here. Like, yeah, you can't get that shit. That's just crazy. Like to I me. presently have my feet in it, and you and I and I, I can't use the shit to drink. Like right. what the fuck? But yeah, I heard. Well, I understand you can't. That can't be uh, converted to drinking water. So I don't know what the fuck California is going to be like on some other shit. Like I don't know what they're going to do. But they're on the verge of pretty much not having drinking water in the next few. You know. But however many well, years. They all the way over there, so that's their problem. <laughs> that's one of the, the, the benefits of Michigan and the Midwest, man. drinking out the faucet. I don't give a fuck. Right. It is so weird. Y'all you go to talk about faucet water all you want. Man. You, you, go to di- you know, you go to different places that, you know, visiting people. And I'm so used to just drinking out the faucet. And then, you know, go to places where people don't drink the faucet water. Like, see, you can go to, like, mid-Ohio and people don't drink their faucet water. They drink bottled water and shit. They got... Fucking Britta fiddle, yeah, Britta, Britta fiddles, uh, Britta filters. I feel like I'm, 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 I don't feel like I'm drunk though. <laughs> you sure speaking like you are, <laughs> right? Based on that, yeah, I'm definitely fucked up on that. But yeah, they got Britta fiddles, Britta fiddles, Britta fiddles. Yeah, so, but yeah, I don't know, man. That's just crazy to be. And the return of torch lighters. And the return, yeah, we're, we're bringing back all the shit from the early episodes back on that, back on this shit, so. I got a different, uh, my, what was the lighter, our first few episodes that I had the lighter, they said I was, it sounded like I was lighting up crack or some shit like that. You lost that one though, right? Yeah, but I got a new one though, I got a, <laughs> I got a, this is gonna sound crazy, I got a new, they're like, this thing got a new job, he stepped his lighter game up. 
got, right. New I got job, a new torch get, lighter made by Bugatti. Get Bugatti lighters <laughs> and shit. And like, it is, it's the Bugatti, like the same people who make the cars. And it's a triple torch flame. Let's see if it make. Does it make a sound? It's still quiet. It's not yeah, that bad. It's not that bad. But yeah. It's you know what I'm saying it's not you know the what the fucking torch, but you know it's all right. Man, this thing got the shit from like Hostel or something like that. And it's really a like cream brulee, like you know, <laughs> light no fucking food and shit. But yeah. that bitch is awesome, so I keep that bitch handy. So it is pretty fancy. Do you have to refill that? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. They have a. Uh, I've man. never seen you refill it. It's just always been ready to use. It's funny you should say that, dude, because it's pretty much empty. Um, you know, they got the thing on the side of it, and I. It, it, it's That's funny. convenient. It's funny you should say that because I looked at it and it's like right at the bottom and shit too. So let me just set that down. Uh, hey Bugatti, why can't I look? Oh shit! <laughs> I can look on the side and see how much is left. I'm about to say man. I that, can only tell when it's low though. But that old expensive ass like a little thing right there I can see. Now, did you right have to pay full price point. for it? No, nah, hell no. I don't pay full price for anything. Like, I don't pay full price for shit. So I we have like twenty bucks. So we have to. I have to say we haven't did any uh, non-sponsors in a while. But I had Mike brought back some uh, brought over to say um, we did a cigar and beer pairing today. And we sound so fancy. I know, right? <laughs> right. So we have we have a cigar made by one of our favorite people, Drew Estates, and they make a cigar called the Smoking Monk, and they make it with five different types of 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 beers that pair with different, you know, five types of uh, beers. Well, five cigars that pair with five <laughs> right. different beers. The, yeah, you're supposed to smoke a certain cigar with a certain beer, and they have five different cigars that are supposed to be paired with five types of beer. Right, so we have what you call a Heifenweizen, which so that's what we had today, right? Mm-hmm. Heifenweizen, you have an Imperial Stout, you have an IPA, a Porter, then a Triple Belgian. And I have to say, that was probably one of the better cigars I've ever had. Um, from the wrapper to smell great to just to smoke, good sweet spot, good, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And the beer was pretty good, too, so appreciate it. That you. was just one of the beers, so we I got like three different ones, so. But yeah, it, it was a good pairing. So. And it was just an interesting experience, like, hell, we have a cigar and a beer that are meant to go together. Dude, shit was fucking awesome. That was, I was... Like, you know, it's one of those things where you get to the bottom of the cigar and it looks like you had, like, something to hold the end of it because I really didn't yeah. want it to end. Because I knew that the cigars that I had afterwards wasn't going to be the par with that cigar. That's but, how I feel about this one. But I was just like, that's how I feel about this one. And the next one I'll probably try to, like, if I get a chance, it's probably not going to be nearly as good as that one. But... Pretty good. That's a Rocky Patel one. It's cool. It's a strong one. You get a decent a decent buzz afterwards. But I mean it's not like a Lake of Provada or, you know, yeah. Any good smoke, but you know, whatever. So So um did you have anything that you wanted to talk about? No. So thanks for coming out. No. Let's see the episode. See y'all next week. Um, no, I guess nothing. on a, I guess on a serious note. So mm, we've been tracking. I guess I said that we, we as a people. I guess we. <laughs> <laughs> as of today, I believe it's somewhere around three hundred 
black Americans that's been killed by cops. And it's not even the end of spring. In 2015? 2015. Man. Like, how the fuck... I, you know... And the latest, the latest cases coming from South Carolina about the uh, the cop and who uh, pretty much just shot in cold blood a black man who was just running away, and you know he's been charged for murder now, and so hopefully you know the case goes through. But it's just like I just don't, I I just wonder like you know now that we've been able to say in the last two years, especially I guess starting from like. Probably Trayvon Martin that, you know, it's really been in the news that all this shit has been happening. Yeah, he he kicked it off. Right, and it just troubles me wondering, like, before social media was so popular and so, like, into, you know, making all this stuff news and stuff, like, how many cases really, really just happen all the time? Like, you know, we've been able to, you know, people have been able to document this stuff now, but it's like, I just wonder how many cases just went under the rug. That's a good question. I and, didn't think of that. Yeah, just not been, you know, you know, known. It's crazy because there was a guy in Detroit uh, who got killed in the last, like, two weeks mm-hmm. who had an altercation with the cops. And that didn't get much news, uh, much publicity. I don't even know the name of the guy. I've seen the pictures and stuff like that. But that hadn't got much news at all. And then you get a story in South Carolina. I think it's, that is South Carolina, right? Yeah. South Carolina to get all this news. And you just wonder, like, how many cases in other, any other cities that just happens like that and it gets no coverage. Right. And shit. And that's sad to think about considering how it seems so prevalent lately. Like, it's happening so much. Like, every month or two, there's a new kind of, like, high-profile case where there's, like, video of, like, a cop killing a guy. And there's got to be, like... If you think like okay, if there's been three hundred, if it's happened three hundred times, well, you still got to figure. Probably a lot of those times were were justified. There were probably like a lot of times where it was like you know it was a shootout or the guy was shooting. Yeah, which or, is which you, you know, know I like, get that about you know the times where where it still makes you wonder though, like how many times have these these fucked up situations happened when there wasn't a video or it was in a place where nobody knew about it or before. Social media before smartphones, like how much is how much of that shit really been happening, and people just been getting away with it. And the crazy thing about that video, did you see? Did you watch the whole video? I watched seventy five percent of it. So you saw where it looked like dude went and got the stun gun and, and dropped it next to him. Yeah, to him. he pretty yeah. much dropped it next to him. So it's like if there was no video of that, there would have been a, a, a black a black guy get or just a black guy getting shot. And putting the uh, stun gun on him. The second cop comes, confirms this story, and all you hear is, "I," which I really think that that's pretty that, and it, you can't we we won't never we won't ever know. But I believe I really truly believe that's the the storyline that Mike Brown had, similar to something like that. He gets shot. There's nothing else documented, and that's the story that comes out. You know what I'm saying? Based on, you know, the how the shit happened. You just wish it was video. It was like, why does it have to be video for everything? Why? It's just, that's that, that's the shit that just really pisses me off about it. 
Like it, sh- it shouldn't have to be video for everything. Why? You know, and they're supposed to have fucking body cameras there. They didn't have body cameras. Now they're going to order body cameras. But it's like if body, if there's no severe penalty for body cameras, like turning your body camera off, what's the use of having them? If there's not a felony for turning your your body camera off, there's no use to even have that shit. Yeah. If you say some shit like, "Oh, my body camera didn't work," or "The battery did," or some bullshit like that, and you do some fuck shit, you know what I'm saying, off camera, there's no way to document this shit. The fact that you, the fact that they want to invest in body cameras, but not invest in changing the whole system just says a lot. Like, you don't even trust the guys you're employing. Right. You know what I mean? That's just crazy to me, man. I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, you, I really, I haven't, Shit, I haven't got pulled over in shit over two years now. And I just wonder, like, you know, I Knock fear. Wood, nigga. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's like, I just fear being pulled over and some shit happening. And I have to, I have to document because either I'm going to be able to live, live through it or I'm going to get killed. And the video is going to have to be able to tell my story. Right. You know. What's I, the uh, ginger ale? Oh, here. Um, so I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so sick of that shit, man. I'm just, I'm just trying not to, to be, uh, desensitized by it because the shit happens all too much, way too much. And it's like, you know, shit happens too much for people. They just get used to the shit and they just, you know, think that's the way it's supposed to happen. But dude had, and I don't know what, what brought him to being in that that driveway or alleyway or whatever the fuck they were. Mm-hmm. I think that's irrelevant because it doesn't matter what brought them to that. Because every interaction with the police doesn't warrant a death sentence. And that's what I don't think they understand. So, the video starts, you see him with this interaction with the cop. Interaction with the cop. He runs and he's like Two feet away, five feet away, ten feet away, fifteen feet away, whatever the fuck he is, he's no way endangering that cop. He's looking away. He never turned around. He never. And if he did turn around, he didn't turn around with nothing in his hand. He had nothing. Right. So he ran that far, and all you see is this bitch just unloading and just unloads and unloads. And then he had the fucking nerve after he fucking unloaded on him to go over him and handcuff him. I don't know. And then drop the fucking taser next to him and shit. And then the whole ass black cop who comes, he comes and he doesn't do nothing else. And from what I understand, his story, he he wrote his story up to match the story of the cop or whatever. So you got this black cop who don't even give a fuck about black people at all. He's just supporting his boy. And you got to think that that got to be the norm. Yeah. Your your colleague shoots a fucking man down, and you come there and you just supporting him. So he he wrote up this whole fucking story about you know resisting arrest or the, being his life in danger. And the cop that came after that came there because he already knew the fucker was dead. He threw on gloves. Yeah. <laughs> so he already knew he was dead. He did all this shit, and then he writes a story that's the same. You know, basically supporting him. And that's it. The dude had a lawyer that supported his story until he saw the video. Then his lawyer quit. Now that says a lot for a fucking lawyer that says, you know what? I can't even support you, dog. Because your story's so fucked up. Right. Your story don't match none of the video. And the video caught everything. Every fucking thing. 
I mean, at least to the point of their interaction there. Another, the, you know, the video doesn't um, catch, you know, him getting out the car or, you know, whatever the interaction was because he had a broken tail light, which, from what I read online, a couple of places, and I hope I, I probably can confirm at some point, but in that state, the law is, is that you only have to have one tail light working. So if that is the case, there's no fucking reason for him to stop. You know, and I hope they, man, I hope they sue the shit out of them. I hope all that whole fucking, whole fucking place gets fucking, you know, rearranged. But yeah. I mean, the, the good thing is that there, there's nothing, there's nothing to, to me. Damn, I need to take a break. Whew. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing to it, man. It's just so. It's just stupid, it's super frustrating, man. I just don't. I don't get how that how that shit flies, man. But there's nothing that he's done that, that justifies that, dog, at all. It's not like he had a gun. It's not like he fucking beat the fucking cop down. He's fucking running backwards, shooting. There's nothing that justifies eight shots to the back. Nah. At all. He can't shoot from behind. He doesn't even have a fucking gun. He's just running. And you just fucking let him run. You pick out your gun. You put out your. You get in your fucking stance and you shoot this fucking man dead, man. That shit is just infuriating, dude. Fucking like, infuriating, dog. The thing about it is, like, man, we are on what? What episode is this? You said forty-four. Yeah. So we're on the forty-fourth episode, meaning we've done forty-five. Well, no, no, no. We we no forty-four because we did. We done forty. We on forty-three episodes. I think you said it was. Well, this is the forty fourth, right? Yeah. So we don't. This is the forty fourth episode. How many times have we talked about this in less than a year? Like, this, like it's almost kind of like We've done it. I don't even I, know what else to say at this point. Like, I, I've said everything that I could possibly say about all this shit. Like, I can't even think of it. I can't even think of anything else to say. It's just kind of like. What do we say or do at this point? There's nothing we could. Well, I mean, there's plenty we could do, but there's not much more that we could say on this podcast. I don't even know what we could do though. That we I, haven't really said. Honestly, I don't know what we could do. And, and then you got the, uh, you know, cop apologists like, you know, why? Why is he running? Why the fuck does it matter if he's running? He's running because he fears his life. That's why he's running. You know, and he had, you know, they tried to do a GoFundMe for him for his defense fund, but GoFundMe shut it down. So they went to this other site, and they're trying to raise money. But why are you trying to raise money? They, they had a person. You know how on GoFundMe where you can comment when you make your donation? Uh-huh. Had some old chick talking about, uh, this is crazy. Someone could post a fake video. Fake video? Fake video? A uh, fake video. Like, you just, you really looked at that video and said, this is fake. Like, are you fucking serious? There's... It, <coughs> It's not even an edited video. It's just a it's a fucking phone video. It's right. just a phone video capturing everything. I'm surprised he didn't get shot. Who? Oh, the, the yeah. fucking dude taking the video. Yeah, too. I was surprised about that too. He was like mad close. No, like, he was. I'd have been nervous. He was close as fuck. And I don't know how he hid the fact that he was recording because because you saw. Right, I heard that too. You <laughs> another s- black man just right. died. Somebody just died. Yeah, it's probably yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. You see him kind of like, you see the cops looking over at him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they obviously notice he's there. But I'm like, how how was he able to be able to record? And, and I'm so, man, I'm so happy he posted that shit, dog. But, it, you know, 
as much as I want to rejoice to think that justice is going to be served, I I can't bank on it. I can't bank on them convicting that guy. Although we have all the fucking evidence that's, you know what I'm saying, needed for it. I can't bank on it, dog. And I just don't, you know, I hate that the system is so like that. You know, God forbid this shit goes to the fucking uh, DOJ because shit, they, you know, let, you know, guilty people go in the past. So I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dog. I, 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 we, like I say, we've done 43 podcasts up until now. 44th, and we've probably talked about this probably a good 15 podcasts of people just fucking die, uh, black black people dying at the hands of cops. I just, cops should not have the right to hand out death sentences. If you're wrong, you're wrong, whatever your offense is, but they shouldn't be able to kill us for whatever we're doing. It's a whole process to it. You go to court, you, go, you see a judge and jury. And that's how you're supposed to be dealt with. You sh- the cops shouldn't be out here killing fucking fucks. I mean, at that point, he's done. He's dead. Ain't nothing you can do about that now. Right. Man. What are we having a lighter note? Fuck, dude. Yeah, man. It, it's... Yeah, it, man, this is such a fucked up situation. I don't even know. Like I said, it, we've talked about it so much. It's kind of like, where do we even go from here as far as discussing it? It's just... I didn't even know. It's funny. I was thinking. I, I, I figured that you know we would probably talk about it on the podcast. I'm like cool, and I was thinking about a, a couple of points. And I, I don't think I've even talked about any points that I thought about during the day. But whatever the case is, you you know we've said it. Everything we've said, we've said in prior podcasts about right. the shit. So yeah, it's so like I don't know what's what to new? say that I haven't already said that I didn't already say. Fucking. 40 episodes ago. I'm, I, I would be willing to bet within our first five episodes we talked about some black guy getting shot for no fucking reason. So, right. I mean, it's it's been... Right. I know the Mike Brown episode was probably, like, within our first ten. So, I mean, like, this... And we did two parts to that, I think. We did. Yeah, we did two parts to that. And... Who else did we talk about? We talked about... A, I know we talked about a few at, at some point. But, man, it's, it's out of control, man. And... The whole thing with, like, anytime it happens, like you said, about the GoFundMe for his defense and shit. And I didn't see the GoFundMe, but I saw the uh, I saw a different one, like another... Indiegogo or some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Some other shit. And they were like, oh, we took the, we took it down. I'm like... Yeah, I didn't take it down. Y'all got shut down. That's what thing, fucking happened. The thing about that, too, that irritates me is is the, the whole, we took it down. Oh, we realized that was unfair or whatever. It's like... That don't even matter, man. It's like, we already know where your head is at and where your heart is at. So it's who, like, as far whoever as. makes a GoFundMe or a, a defense fund but see, but the thing for, is, the, it, for the officer, it, we any, already know where your it, head is at. Anybody can make that shit. So it's just some old fucking crazy... And, and what I don't get is that... And, I and I've never seen this with any other race, but there are... It seems like it's only, like, this ignorant-ass white people, for the most part, who just supports cops wholeheartedly, yeah. no matter what. And I don't get this shit. I got into an argument with a dude, and that's my first mistake of even posting on it, but um, on Facebook about I forget what case, because we've had so fucking many. Right. But I was like, you know, I think I had said something to the, uh, something to the thing of, you know, well, you know, Eric Gardner was, death was caught on tape, so, you know, and the person was just saying, well, if he just complied with the cops, he never would have got killed. Or if he was never selling cigarettes in front of the store, he never would have died. Like, motherfucker, selling cigarettes outside of the store ain't a death sentence. 
Man. You know, it's just like I don't get why I don't get why. Why, why do we have to keep saying this? Why do like, why why are, why are there white white people that feel that? Man, there's black people who be saying that shit too. Well, that too. I think it's like, majority. Majority, yeah. you have a majority of white people, majority white men that feel that you know cops, whatever they say is go, no matter what it is. Yeah. But you, uh, and you're right though. I almost say it's all. It's just it's just white white people. I wasn't but, saying that to defend white people. I was right. just saying there's black people fucking up too. You ain't gonna hear me defending white people, dog. <laughs> like not at all. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I I do want to be fair in the fact to saying that it's not just white people, but they are black. So I do rec- recognize that, but. For the majority of what I've seen, there's always some fucking white person that always just defend cops and what they do, and I don't get that shit. Like you know, you I don't know. You're human first. You're a white person next, and the fact that you're just defending, you know, them when their actions, when in a lot of cases they're clearly wrong. You know, Eric, the dude that they choked out Eric Gardner, he's clearly wrong. You see this shit on video, and yet, you know, in a place where chokeholds were banned, but yet he still did a chokehold, and they still haven't done shit about it. Like, it's clearly wrong. Clearly. He didn't... Now, if you... If Eric Gardner was fucking around and and, and he fucked around and shot, shot a fucking person in the store, molested a little girl, and fucking, you know, did whatever, I wouldn't give a fuck what you did to the guy. But he's selling cigarettes. Fuck, take him to jail for selling cigarettes. He should have been in jail. He should have never been dead. <laughs> is that... That's like that's barely a jailable offense. That's the thing where it's like, we're taking you to jail and you're going to get out, like, the same day. <laughs> you're going to post by and you're going to be out. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing that, you know, it resolves a death sentence. There, that's just... That's nothing... You know, having a broken tail, like, shouldn't, you know, shouldn't have no one... Scared enough, they want to run from you because they feel they're going to be killed. Yeah. You know, there's there there is nothing about that that screams death. Nothing. He was fifty. Yeah. Like, like, and, and that's I'm not going to say that, like, because because we don't know what went down prior to the video. But let's even work. Like, how likely is it that a fifty year old was like putting putting himself? In a position where the cop re- really felt like if, this fifty, year, this arm, this unarmed fifty-year-old man might kill me <laughs> while he's running away. Well, that and then the scuff. Like I just, I always, I wonder, like you know, what what training do cops have where they can't defend themselves or they can't do anything to a for an armed person? You had the guy who was uh, in Atlanta. Butt ass fucking naked, shot down by the cops. He visually didn't have a gun. He was definitely not right. in the area of you to be able to grab your holster, grab your stuff, and that happens. You have a fucking. It, it, I think I seen another story of. I, I know she wasn't black. She uh, a a pregnant five foot woman with a knife, a three foot, a three inch knife, three foot. Three inch knife. <laughs> three foot knife. I'm shooting you on sight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. You mentioned that sight. Three foot. That's a machete. Three. A three. A three to four inch knife. A pregnant five foot woman, and you shoot her down. Like there's nothing that you can do. That like really, there's nothing you can really do. Your life is really in danger. You if you can't defend off a five foot woman. That's the size of like a white man's dick. Like, <laughs> and, and and that's being generous. So. <laughs> So you you can't defend yourself, you know. That's the thing. I wonder, like, what are you trained for? When it was in two thousand, 
When I, I took the test to be a police officer. Oh, shit! I never told you that. I, I swear I mentioned that before. Oh, but if you did, you didn't mention it on the podcast. So, 2000. This nigga took a test to get the right to kill niggas. Let's go. I took a test. So <laughs> Let's go. I took a test. I think it was 2000, 2001. I, Question number one. How much do you hate niggas? Uh, <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I wanted a good job. I felt that you know what that would be cool. You know, I you know be there for a while. I can get pension. I can get you know whatever the case. Took the written test. Took the took the written test. Took the physical test. Physical test is pretty like intense. Like you had to. I would imagine so. So it was you know they you you had a gym or whatever. So it's all shit. You know, I think the first thing you go and you you have to do shit like you do like so many push ups. In a minute or whatever, and a push up, they have this thing where when you when you push you down, you touch your chest. Yeah. So you had to register it. Okay. So you go down, you do how many push ups in a minute? I guess oh, it's been years ago. Shit, this fifteen years ago. You now. did tell me about this. Yeah, man. yeah. So you do all this stuff. You do these hand things where you have to squeeze this like uh, one of those. You ever Black man's the, throat. That basically <laughs> what it probably turns out to, but it's one of those hand. Uh, uh, and things like strengthen your forearms yeah. and shit. You do that so many times. You do push ups. What's the point of that? I, uh, choke a black man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got choke a nigga. Yeah. Let's make sure you got strong enough. Rest. Yeah. So I, maybe so you can shoot eight times at a black man while he's fucking <laughs> running and shit. That's what the fuck is for. But you know, you do that. You do these sit. You do these fucking uh, push ups. I think you do sit ups, but I'm not sure. You do this one thing where you have to drag. Well, they get basically is a a, a bot not a, a punching bag, but it's basically like 150 pounds of shit. You pick this shit up. You got to run from one end of the court, set it on this fucking four foot thing, pick it up, run it back. Then you got to run laps. You got to jump over this fucking wall. You do all this fucking shit. It's like a, a eight foot wall. So you run. You it, it, I think it's a foot thing on it. You get on the foot. You jump the wall. Run around these fucking pylons. Come jump back off the wall. Do all that shit. Then you gotta fucking run a mile, basically back and forth through this fucking thing. <laughs> you do all this shit, and you telling me that you can't stop a five foot, you can't subdue a five foot woman, you can't stop a fifty year old man. You, you know what I'm saying? And then you surpass that test. You basically Iron Man. So I passed all the tests. I just at the yeah, end I decided you, not to do it. You basically yeah. an Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, you know. You you would think black men are superhuman based on the stuff that they say. The the, the shit that you have to test for, you know what I'm saying, makes you pretty athletic. It right. deems you pretty athletic at that point. You do all this shit and yet y'all can't subdue people without killing them. Why the fuck? You know, I seen a tweet that said, you know, I wonder how many people I'm paraphrasing, but he's something like, I wonder how many, you know, people join the uh the police forces so they can legally kill people. How many like murderers joined that shit so they can really kill people without having no fucking repercussions and shit like that? And it made you think like, really? Because you can really kill people. It's been three. It's been almost uh, about three hundred people killed this year, and uh, for cops killing them. Now, granted, I get that you know some are justified. You know, someone shooting at you or your life is truly in fucking danger. If you know, like I say, I fucked up and said a three foot knife. A motherfucker got a three foot fucking knife at you. I'm shooting to kill. Yeah. Uh, but for the shit that they're doing, no. That's just bullshit. And they're getting away with it. And that's what I don't get, dog. Like, how the fuck are you getting away? 
with killing people like that, man. I mean, the whole protect and serve thing, it's like, who are you serving and who are you fucking protecting? You're protecting yourself and you're just killing people. And I'm, I've always had qualms with the protect and serve thing. Like I it's one of the it's one of the most inappropriate phrases for the police. Like at least he at least around here that I've experienced. I've never felt like Okay, so if I'm like lost, I should theoretically be able to ask the police for directions. Would you do that? I know I wouldn't. If I was lost, I wouldn't be like, hey, can you tell me where to go? They'll be like, are you high? Are you drunk? Get out of your car. Listen, like, I feel like I get the ninth degree. I've always felt like police officers, for the most part, I'm not, I, I couldn't, I couldn't guess, but if I could guess, I would wager that the vast majority of police officers, people who decide they want to be police officers, are people who live the life of, like, ridicule or a life where they felt useless or irrelevant and this was their opportunity to have a say in life like I can determine what happens to other people I can enforce the law I can have power and I feel like that's the wrong motivation for getting into that shit it should be it should be to do good and like when you actually when you said that you you had took the test or whatever it made me think like we need more people, I don't want to say like you as in like like you specifically, but we need more people like you to be police officers. Like we need more people who are like not necessarily just black, but people who are getting into it for like the right reasons. People who want to actually help. People who want to do good. People who want to fight crime. You know, not people who are just getting into it because they got bullied their whole life and they're like, now it's my, now it's my turn to bully people. Right, right. Right, I, man. And my run-ins with police have often felt like it's people who got into it because they want to be like, okay, now it's my turn to bully people and to be in charge and to have power and to exert my power on other people. And it 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 seems like that's really what's going on. Man, I don't get that shit, dog. I I, I really don't, man. And but I, I I have to say that you know I haven't had any horrible. Well, I shouldn't say horrible. I've had I have had many horrible police experiences. I had one experience where I got out and they just drew all guns on me and shit, and I didn't I didn't understand why. But I've never been beaten. I've never you know obviously never been shot by police. Um, you know anything like that. But you know I know so many people that you know had bad experience. But more than that, I just you know you see so many you know things on you know in TV and all that shit and. Being, you know, social media stuff like that. We're hearing about all this shit, you know. You think, I don't know, 10 years ago, would you have heard about all this shit? I don't think so. You know, I just don't, I don't see it, you know. So. I think I think it'd be interesting if we took a, uh, I don't want to say a poll, but I feel like our listeners and our followers on, on Twitter or whatever, I think it'd be interesting if we had black people tell us stories about fucked up run-ins that they've had with the police. I'd be interested to hear what other people have been through. I think, I like, think that, let's push that for next week. I'm curious. Yeah, because I, I got, I, I have stories. I mean, I, I'll save them. I'll save them for that podcast. I don't have anything too crazy, but, you know, I, I have stories, but I'd be interested to hear what other people have been through with, what, with, with cops and what they've had to deal with. I feel like we'll get a response that's not good. Like, I feel like we'll hear stories that is just like, okay, it's so crazy. And, I know. I understand a lot of times people will twist the story to make it to make themselves look better in the story, but I'm still interested to hear 
some of these stories, like what other people have been through. Because I feel like we'll we'll hear some good stuff. Yeah, I'm curious. We would definitely be a good a good portion of the next podcast to talk about to read other people's stories about their run-ins with the police. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're gonna definitely push for that because I'm definitely curious. Um, because I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you know there's so many people who have run-ins and stuff, and you know it doesn't get put out there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely down for that. So that'll definitely be a good portion uh, for for next week. So we'll see, man. So. So the um, I don't know, we're kind of gonna stay in the same topic, but on a lighter note. Um, so I know somebody at work who is in a position of authority, and they do interviews for uh, you know people who want to be on there, who want to work for the company. Mm, okay. And they were telling me that it's interesting that. The way the way that a black person presents themselves at an interview and while they're working with the company versus the way a white person does it, and like I hear stories from this person all the time about the way the white people behave on a job and the way the black people behave on a job, and it mirrors what I've seen because like when I walk around in my workplace. I've seen black people, I'm just kind of like, how do you even work here? Like, who hired you? Like, why are you here? Like, you look like you just like, this is one dude I see around work, man. I swear, like, he he looks like he sleeps in, like, like the same area that, like, uh, what's my man from uh, from The Wire? Uh, Wallace. Like, he sleeps, like, in Wallace crib and shit, like, with a mattress on the floor, and he just get up. Wearing the same clothes and black or white? Sleeping. He's black. Black. Just get up. Like I feel like this dude sleeps on a mattress on the floor. He gets up, puts on the same shit that he had on when he went to sleep. He wore the same shit to work every day. Looks like he like immediately wakes up and like has a bowl of cereal with a side of weed and just rolls into work. Side of weed. Yeah, and just looking <laughs> in the old kind of way. And I see it. I see it kind of often. I'm like, who the fuck hired you? And like this person told me that like they seen. All kinds of shit like that, but like the interview shit is real interesting to me. So they had a situation where they had a, a, a hiring process where they had they needed maybe like three, four people, or whatever. So they they had a few people who they interviewed, and I just want to read because they 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 sent me a uh, we discussed it, but they sent me a a little description for the podcast. Because I said I was going to talk about it, about how the black people conducted themselves in the interview versus how the white people did. So one of the black people came to the interview and what are their objectives on their resume? And she said that objectives are like kind of like played out on resumes to have an object objective in the first place. But their objective was something that was totally different from what they were applying for. They said they wanted to be a nurse or some shit, and they were applying for some shit. Totally different from being totally a nurse. Not, not totally different. And to me, that was like kind of like a red flag. Like, okay, so say if you have a goal of being like a writer, and you're applying for a job at, we'll say, uh, I don't know, uh, accounting firm or something like that. If you ultimately want to be a writer, why would you go into the interview with the accounting firm saying, well, I actually want to be a writer, but I'm kind of settling for this shit. You know, like I mean, you want to make sure that you want the fucking job. Yeah, you need to make them think that you want to work there, not that it's something that you're just doing just because. 
<laughs> but this person, and it's like to me, that's common sense. Like, don't go into a job interview saying that you want to do some other shit. Say that you want to work there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this person couldn't give a reason for why they wanted to work at that company. They said that their strength was customer service, but then when asked what their weaknesses were, said customer service. Why do you think jobs ask weaknesses? To see how you respond. Is it not? Is it not really what the weakness is? Is it just the response of the weakness? Yes, it's more about uh, how you respond to the question. Because I hate that fucking question. I, I do too. That's one that that's one that trips me up too. And I ask them about that for my own purposes in my own interview. How you respond to something like that, and it's more about how you how you answer the question in in a sense of like. How you present your weakness as a strength. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, uh, well, my weakness is that, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to, I can't really think of an example, but like, it's kind of like a weakness that you can present as a strength. Like, uh, my weakness is that uh, I tend to have trouble asking, asking for help. From other people, because I always want to do the work myself, and I'm so focused on getting the job done and doing it right and doing it myself that it's hard for me to delegate to other people or to ask for help for assistance from other people. Mm-hmm. Something like that, where it comes off like a strength, kinda. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like more about how you present it versus what the actual weakness is. But this person presented the same thing as both a weakness and a strength, and then said that they would quote unquote try. To work overtime when the job description says overtime is mandatory. Like, you have to work 60 hours a week or you have to work 50 hours a week. I'm like, oh, I guess I can work. I'll, I'll try to make overtime happen, but eh, we'll see. It's like, bitch, you said overtime. Like, it, have you ever entered into a job interview and they say, hey, are you in the world overtime? You're like, eh, not really. Like, you <laughs> say, yeah. Even if you don't want to, you're going to say, yeah, I'm right. going to do it. You know what I'm saying? For the sake of the job. So, this is a black person. Another black person showed up late to the interview, complained about their current job to the person that they're interviewing with. Like, again, to me, this is common sense. Why would you complain about your current job to the people that you're interviewing with? What's, what's that say about what's that say about you as it pertains to them? If they were to hire you, how did it? Their idea is gonna be like, well, this motherfucker is just gonna complain about us if right, we hire them, right? <laughs> And then um, they couldn't give an example of a weakness. And then they were kind of talking about like uh, when they say like, okay, so what do you, you know, what do you, um, why do you want to work here? And then the person said shit like, I heard y'all got good benefits and I'm trying to get promoted. It's like, yeah, another black person. So they interviewed a white person, too. The white person showed up half an hour early, dressed well, and had... This is the part that floored me the most, was that they had done research on a company. Which I heard is a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. So, they're like telling the interviewer stuff about the company. Like, well, I like that y'all do this. I like that y'all do that. And then they sent like a follow-up email like after the interview like you know thanks for giving me the opportunity blah 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 right. you know which I, like I understand are good things yeah these are all good things 
And to me, I thought that was like kind of common sense. But I'm like, why is it that like a white person just kind of like knows to do that shit? But a black person comes in and does everything wrong. I think it's the circles, man. I think, you know, people, one, people don't know how to interview. People don't even know how to go to fucking court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Black, a lot of black folks just don't, they just try to do things their way. Or they see shit on TV and shit like that. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I've had great interviews and I've had terrible interviews. And I say interview, I say I judge them by the fact of who's given, who given me the interview. Like, I've had great interviews with people who, you know, ask all the right questions. And I've had, Terrible interviews. Like I've had a, the, the my worst interview is probably from the uh, the person who gave you that my cigar. No, no, no. The the interview questions. Oh, <laughs> my worst interview ever, ever, ever I've ever had. It was it was so bad that I was just like, you know what? Just like I already knew it was gonna work from the time I was just sitting there. Like, <laughs> And I, I don't think it was the, the company per se. I just, well, I guess it is the company, but it was more so the people who were doing the interviews wasn't, weren't uh, qualified for the job. They were just, you know, picked to do interviews and they, they wasn't able to, I, I feel like if you're an interviewer, you should, you know, you should know the jobs that you're actually interviewing for. You, you're, you know, you're right. uh, researching, you know, getting... You do being an interviewee, I guess, or whatever the case, and you're able to, you know, ask questions and things like that. It was a dry shit ever. I just sitting there like, so, like, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, okay, well, thanks for coming out. I was just like, fuck. Like, you didn't ask me the questions I thought you were going to ask me or, you know, things of that nature. Because, I mean, you have some positions where people don't have the uh, exact background for that position. So you try to fill them out with other ways, and it just didn't. So it was just like sitting there like, fuck. But then you have good ones where, you know what I'm saying, people ask all the good questions, and, you know, hopefully you're able to fill the voids of, you know, the inner, you know the questions and stuff like that. So, But, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I think, I think blacks, a lot of black people don't know how to interview. I don't even think it's necessarily about interviewing. I think it's about just like, how you were raised in general. I feel like white people are kind of like, for the most part, kind of raised to succeed. Like they come up in an environment where they they are just raised to do the right thing or, or what's right in the sense of like what can get you through life. And yeah, just, it's like an innate kind of thing. Like they just kind of know. And I feel like black people just don't know. I don't know. I, I, would, I don't know if I, I could agree with that. I think that I think that one, you have a lot. I've seen in a lot of cases. I've heard of a lot of cases of of a lot of whites being so having such an advantage of knowing people and things of that nature, where they don't have to interview as well or stuff like that. But obviously, the case you're saying, you, you know, that, that one case, that person really knew how. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just don't think that's an innate thing with with non-black people, though. I just think they were trained that they, you know, they learned that that those are learned behaviors. I don't think that's just a, 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 a brought up. You know, you 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 learn how to interview. You know what I mean? I don't think that's something that you know because of your 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 background. You just know how to interview. I think the person who interviewed well in the scenario that I gave that person was absolutely trained in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I think that in general, like. I feel like the, I don't know. I feel like shit that to me, the shit that the black people did wrong 
to me was like common sense. Like, why would you do that? And I think that they... Who ended up getting a job? The white person got the job. And the white person got the job and was hired in directly for slightly higher pay than that position offers. Really? Because they said, this is what I would like to make. And they wowed at the interview so insanely well that the company was like, okay, we'll pay you that. And... That person is kind I, of an anomaly. I always in have the a sense of like that person was clearly kind of like trained for what to do, but the general idea of like black people showing up to interviews and not really knowing what's protocol, I think that kind of is like a uh, not necessarily an innate quality where it's just something you're born with per se, but like I think it's a situation where black people don't really. They just aren't really raised to know how to behave in the corporate world. And white people kind of are. And it kind of plays back the white privilege in the sense of, like, it's just, you have a, the white person probably had a better background. They probably knew more business people. They probably grew up in a better environment. And they just knew how to conduct themselves in that sort of place. Whereas the black people don't even really know. And they don't really know better. And this isn't like necessarily a cop out for the black person, but I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting idea and an interesting topic to discuss about regarding how black people don't really for the most part don't really have a good idea of what it takes to succeed. Like it's like you have to really kind of punch that in, into their head because a lot of us grow up in like a grow up in places where that's not really that's not really how you grew up. You grew up in like the hood, and you you know you go to a public school and you get a I, job at the fucking Walmart or some shit. Yeah, I, I, I think, they yeah, don't know. What, they I can't think, walk into the corporate world and just be like, "This is how you do." A black person got to be like trained for that kind of shit. Whereas I feel like a white person is kind of just kind of like, just kind of like not brought up for good interviewing etiquette, but brought up for just better behavior to a degree. And it's like, I don't really, I think it's like a, I just think it's an interesting comparison that like, like all the black people this person interviewed were just completely inappropriate in the interview. They did everything wrong and the white person showed up and did everything right. And I think it's a lot more than just the white person being trained and the black people not being trained. No, I, I, I would agree with that. But then, you know, I think of. I, I I did one interview before for a job where, you know, I got there, you know, and I, I had on slacks of blazer and all that, you know, stuff like that. And the one white guy that was there, he had on like a flannel shirt. He had it tucked in, granted. But then mm-hmm. he had like, you know, jeans and like some fucked up shoes or some shit like that. And I'm just like, and it, it, it threw me so, by surprise. I'm just like, can't believe I'm about to lose this job to this nigga in this flannel. Right? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is he gonna do, man? It's much more. I ended up getting a job, but it was just so crazy. I thought that you know all of the people. I just figured that you know the white guy's gonna be. You know, I feel like I'm already behind. You know, and you you go to any you know as I think as a, as a black man, you go to an interview and you see all other white dudes there, you already feel you're in a, a disadvantage. You feel like one of these dudes are going to be able to get it just because of who they are. 
And then mm-hmm. I saw him, I was like, man, I better not lose this shit to this motherfucker. <laughs> like, at all. You know what I mean? So, you know, you already think that. You know, so, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The one, the position I told you, like, that, if I felt like if I would had a better interviewee, an interviewer, I guess, mm-hmm. I would have got the position. But, you know, it didn't happen, so whatever. But, I looked at myself as a comparison, though. Because, like, a lot of the shit that the white person did in this interview, I know about now, but three years ago, I would have known that. Like, it, it took me actually getting into the white-collar world to realize that, hey, research the company. Well, know some shit. That job that I did, be able I, to ask them questions that, about the company. Well, that job, I, th- that particular job, I faked my whole resume and ended up getting a job. But then again, I knew the person who was doing the hiring as well, so it helped. But you know, being able to work whatever you had, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think it it, it helps. You know, so I don't know, man. That's what we gotta do. Hey, man. Sometimes you gotta just you know, you gotta fake some shit to to get to get over it. And sometimes it works out. So you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I did, man. I, I I had to learn, man. Like I, that's not some shit that I just knew. Like I had to learn that shit. Like I, you know, I doing research about the company because that's where when I interviewed for my current position, I did that. Like I researched it first, which you and, should, yeah. And again, you should, but I didn't know that. I didn't. Know, I mean, I knew it at that time, but that's not something that I knew. In general, like that's not something I knew in life. Like, hey, if you interviewing for a job, research the position and be able to discuss it with them and shit. Know about the company. This person knew shit about the company that they that nine out of ten applicants probably wouldn't have even known. Like, so the fact that this person knew that was interesting to me because I feel like no black no black person applying for that job would have been able to carry on the type of discussion that this white person did. Yeah, it's it definitely all about the reason. I mean, you know, you come off knowing, you, you, you come off knowing, even if you, even if you just researched the shit for the sake of the interview, you did enough to know that, you know, you were inquisitive enough to even do that much. Yeah. And so, you know, with that, I'm like, okay, but cool. That just, you know, that's, that shows good for, you know, people who interview them. So, hey, whatever. So, I was at the. I took my my nephew today to the uh, shopping with me. I had to go to random. Went to Menards. Went to Myers. All shit like that. And I was at uh, Meyer, and we were. I told him we were going to make Alfredo, so he wanted to help me make chicken Alfredo and stuff. So I was like, we need to get chicken. We need to get you know uh, blah blah blah. So we go. We got get chicken, and they had chicken breast on um and chick chick but well, boneless chicken breast. And then it had bone-in chicken breast. And so, I guess my sister just buys boneless chicken breast all the time, and she never has fucking bones. So, my nephew was just fucking amazed at the fact that they had bones in this shit. <laughs> like, it does come from a chicken, and it has bones and all this shit. So, I'm trying to... Ex- you're right. So, I'm trying to... You're right. Exactly. Just, you know, no bones and shit. Just free-ass fucking meat. So, I'm trying to explain to him about, you know... They make chicken without bones because of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, trying to show, um, show him, you know, price per pound, then how much it costs and that stuff. And I'm just like, damn. Like, what age do they start teaching? Like, that's like 
like major like story problems and shit. Like, what age do they really start showing these kids that shit? And that's why I started really like, man, DPS really be slacking. <laughs> I just feel like that was something that, as far as the math, that you know, at his age, and I think my, my nephew's a pretty pretty uh, decent kid, smart kid. Uh, but I just I was like, no, what the fuck? Like, are they showing these kids this shit like really early? Because I think that's just like. For me, I think the, those situations are the situations kids should know, like real life situations and shit. Like paying for something per pound, and then you add the pounds. That's per price and or oh, whatever that shit. That's like normal shit. Not all these stupid ass fucking. You know, I, does your does your son does this? It's like a new multiplication where it's like really like. Is he at the age yet? No, he's not doing multiplication. Okay. Multiplication, nah. They have some um, addition that's like a super long process and shit now. For addition? Is it or is it division or multiplication? It may be multiplication. Whatever it is, it's just like tier process. I think I've seen the, the um what's that shit called? Something start with a C. But it's like this this tier ass long thing. Like why would you show a kid that? Like why? Like why can't he do a regular regular math problem without having to do these extra steps and all other shit? This shit doesn't even make sense to me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But you know, showing that shit, I just wonder, like, man, are 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 the kids that's going to local schools really that fucked up now? I mean, I know they were back then. I you know, I had a, a kid I know. We had an open house together. We graduated high school. I went to Redford. He went to Harrison uh, in Farmington. And when I graduated, I had, like, Algebra 4 or some shit. But when he graduated, he was, like, in pre-calc and shit like that. Or whatever. And it was, like, that was their standard. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, how how is Detroit so fucked up like that? Where even the, the standard is just lower in the city versus, like, outside of the city and shit like that. Yeah. I, I, I was more interested that he didn't know about bones and shit. <laughs> That shit fucked me up, dog. It's like chickens are just walking around alive with no bones. Yeah, like, yeah, just just the anatomy of like food. Like, why would you think, you know? And I was just like, I was almost like, damn, dude, what? And I, I just wanted to like hit my sister. I'm like, what are y'all? Y'all just don't say shit. Y'all don't talk. Like, what? Are, that shit is just it. Just fucking up. It's hilarious, dude. Hilarious as fuck. But at the same time, I was kind of upset. Like, why? Why? Why doesn't he know that as a ten year old? Like, chicken come with bones. <laughs> they do. It's amazing how much the convenience of the price for boneless chicken is, or boneless anything for like bone. Like the price was like three fifty a pound for like boneless chicken, but then it was like a dollar fifty for like bone in or something. Just the convenience of just not having a bone and cutting cutting skin and fat off and shit like that. <laughs> like my mom, my mom. So when I used to when I got to the point to start going to the grocery store. To buy stuff, she was like, "Do not buy chicken wings or hamburger meat if it was over two dollars a pound because it was too much." Mm-hmm. So that's my standard. I've always went by that. Then, so if anything was over two dollars a pound, it was too much. So hamburger or you know chicken, whatever the case. If it's chicken wings, chicken breast, whatever the case. Over two dollar pounds, way too much. So I've always had that. So it's funny when I got married, my wife always bought. You know, she paid three, two, three, four dollars a pound for shit just because 
it was packaged nice and it was convenient. You could just grab it and cook it and shit like that. But I've always had the standard where I'm looking at two dollars a pound. Like if it's too much over, fuck that. <laughs> did, you, did you ever have to any have any you know have to live by any not like, a, price no, standards not a specific or something? Number like that, no. <laughs> two dollars was it. Two dollars a pound. One ninety nine was a sale. You get it. Anything over two dollars couldn't do it. Like no, she's not. She's wow. not doing it. And <laughs> I did it forever. So now I still live by that same number standard and shit. Crazy how you know you 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 know, but I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. So I seen in back to the whole food. It was and I don't. It was on Facebook and it was some stat. Some girl that posted some article in I think it was Kansas, and they were saying that you know the uh, they were trying to make a ruling that welfare where welfare welfare well well fair welfare recipients. Shit, be able to buy shrimp and steak. No, no punchline. <laughs> I'm like, wait, uh, okay. Basically, saying that those meats are like premium meats, and because they're on welfare, they shouldn't be able to purchase high end foods and stuff like that. Right. And then the comments were basically, you know, I'm a taxpayer and I'm paying for their food and. They shouldn't be able to buy any. I'm like, one, when does fuck steak become just some high-end fucking meat? <laughs> and then two, man, the government spends billions of fucking billions on useless shit on every fucking year. Who are you to tell somebody they can't buy some fucking meat because they own fucking assistance? Like the nerve of fucking people, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say, dog. Like, man, how you gonna keep how you gonna keep staking people, man? Like, like steak and shrimp, like really a steak and shrimp, really that fucking a high commodity that you I mean, I don't it's know. It's not even that expensive, I, man. I hate the fact that people that people feel entitled because they pay a tax that they can regulate, you know, the poor and what well, they can fucking buy. Yeah, like, yeah. like really? Man, that shit pissed me off. And it was just like the comments were so stupid. I mean I'm like, like bitch, you ain't probably ain't been ain't been making enough to pay enough taxes and shit. Now you you feel like you well off. You can tell somebody they can't buy fucking steak or fucking shrimp yeah. or fucking crab legs with with the crab with the <laughs> what with, with, the, with the shell. I'm sorry. The oh, like, crab legs with the crab. Like you only get crab legs with the shell. Well, you see, uh, your boy Jay told you that. Uh, I think it's say Joe Muir's man. <laughs> So, so Joe, Joe Muir's is a high-end restaurant, and they serve crab legs. And they break it open in and front they of you. Break it open in front of you. I ain't never clapped while I'm talking. <laughs> I, I ain't no hood rap, but goddamn, they open it for you, dog. <laughs> I, I really, it's like I, I've never been to Joe Muir, and I, I don't know if I would probably. I guess I would go just because, but I don't know if I would go just for the sake of that. But I'm really curious to see, like. That process, like that's just like that's. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Man, you talked about like uh, paying extra money for boneless chicken breast, <laughs> like right without having, you know, you paying extra to, to have the convenience of not having the, to the price, take the meat off the bone dude, to make I the chicken am, alfredo. Like I am the convenience of not having to crack some goddamn crab legs. God damn! I'm so Man. curious to see how much it costs. It's got to be crazy, and and then how much you would get? Like, does it really like? 
is it is it really the cost of it really like you know like, yeah this is this is yeah great. I don't know I have to see but I'm I'm curious I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going double I'm curious yeah uh, yeah probably I'm curious like I I don't think I I think that it it will probably cost more than it's worth I think so come I mean, you got somebody in the back you know what I'm saying peeling potatoes. Honestly, you got somebody in the back corner fucking breaking fucking shells and putting them on a plate for you for you to just eat. Man, <laughs> I, and the thing, I, ever since we done that last, we talking about that last week. We what the, the crab legs? We talking about that yeah, last that week? Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah, that was last ever week. since then. I've been really wanting some fucking crab legs and shit. And I'm thinking like, man, I I, I want to go. I, I, I'm okay with the process of cracking crab legs. That's okay with me. I know. I know you don't. You know. Like, I eat too fast. You like, you like fuck that shit. Yeah, this takes too much time. <laughs> I, I, this, no, no, way too much time. That's funny. <laughs> what else you got, man? So it's a dude. <laughs> it's a dude that in the lobby. He's not in the. Well, he is in the. He's in the lobby right now. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in the lobby dude, right now. It's a dude in my apartment building, right? So actually, it's not just him. It's a lot of people. There's like a thing in my apartment building where people will just kick it. In the lobby by the by the front desk, and they would just kick it there, and they'll like mm-hmm. talk to the the person who worked the desk or whatever. They'll chill down there. There's a room uh, nearby that has like free Wi-Fi, so people sometimes go in there and get a computer or whatever. And it's like sometimes people kind of be like just you know just hanging out, kicking it at the front desk. And it's funny because like I, sometimes I would think like how dope of a job would that be? To work the front desk at my apartment building, like on the night shift, because you could just sit there and chill and not do shit. But then I thought about like, man, there's people who come down there and they will just kick, it. like they will come down there just to talk to you. And I can't think of anything worse than that than people who come down there just to talk. That wouldn't be the job. Like, that wouldn't be the job for you. That is not the job for me. Like I can't even imagine. Like they probably come down there with without even a fucking topic in mind. Like. They just come down and they're like, hey, I'm bored of my apartment. Let me just go downstairs and just like talk to the see with the front desk person. They don't even have a topic. They don't even have a subject. Like, I'm just going to go down there and talk to them. And I'm sitting down there. It's fucking 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like half asleep and shit watching Netflix on my phone and shit. They come down there like, hey, so how you doing? Okay, I'm already sick of you. Get the fuck out of my face. I couldn't, I couldn't be Why are you there. asking me how I'm doing? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Go to I fucking bed. I couldn't be there. I, I, I would be pissed off like... It's nothing to talk about. Like I would be the most driest person ever. Cause you know it's all you know it starts with small talk. And then and it's small just, talk is like the worst thing on earth. Like there's like small talk and then there's like the Holocaust. Like there's like small talk <laughs> is like the worst thing in history. But like it's this one dude, man, and he gets like gray cornrows, so he's like old as shit. He has like gray cornrows. He wears like Baggy, big baggy ass clothes. Like everything he wears, baggy as fuck. Like big, huge clothes. This motherfucker is in the lobby at the front desk when I go to take Michael to school at like six. I leave it probably like to take him at like six forty-five in the morning. This nigga is down there at the front desk, chilling, talking, whatever. He'll be there when I leave. He's there when I come back. He, there's been times where he'll be down there when I leave to go to work. He'll be down there when I come home for lunch. He'll be down there when I come back from work. Older guy? 
Yeah, he's, I mean, he has gray braids. <laughs> he has shit to do. Nothing. He, he has he, nothing to do. And, like, it's got to a point where, like, I don't know what it is about me, but there's just something that bothers me about people who ain't got shit to do other than fuck with other people. Like, just talk to them and just, like, be a botheration in other people's fucking life. Like, I don't understand why he's always there. And he might... It's like, it doesn't do anything to me personally. Like, it doesn't affect me to walk through the lobby and maybe, like... Well, it affects me that, like, he said good morning, and I don't like saying good morning. <laughs> that sounds so fucked up. How do you evil person... I just know? want to leave. I don't want to say good morning. We're going to take, take a uh, brief break and uh, right back. And we're back. What were we talking about now? Indeed. I was talking about the old gray breed that they get in my uh, apartment. Um, Does he ever talk to you? He says good morning every morning. And it's got to a point where I feel obligated to like say good morning to him when I walk past him. And that irritates me because I don't want to say good morning. Like, I don't. I, I say it if I feel like it, but I, like, I don't want to feel obligated to say it. And then he's there every morning, so now I feel obligated. Like, I gotta be like, hey, good morning. And I'm like... I don't care about good morning, man. It's like, it's a pointless phrase, man. Like, who 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 really means that? Like, I hope you have a good morning. Like, this is like a, it's a pointless fucking phrase. Like, like how somebody says, uh, uh, how you doing? Do they really want to know how you're doing? No, it's just a phrase. Like, they just say, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Then once you be like, oh, I'm doing shitty. My fucking grandma just died and... I just got my house foreclosed on. Like, nobody want to hear that shit. They just say, how you doing? It's just a fucking phrase. And so he said good morning every morning. And, like, so now I feel obligated to say good morning to him. And, like, I just be wanting to leave, man. I don't want to fucking talk and be friendly and shit. It's 640 in the morning, man. I'm not... No part of me is happy at 640 in the morning. Like, the only part of me that's happy is that I got Michael with me. So I'm happy that he's here. But I'm not... I, I, I really just... When I'm with Michael, like, my whole... I'm tunnel vision with him. Like, there's nothing else that matters to me. So it's like, I'm with him. I'm having a conversation with him. We're walking to the car. We're talking about fucking Ninjago or whatever the fuck he likes or Disney Infinity or whatever the fuck he likes. We're talking about that shit and what he's going to do at school or wherever he's going. I don't want to say good morning to the nigga with brace who has no life, who just stands in a fucking lobby all day. What if he's clean cut, though? Clean cut? Yeah. No, he has dirty I said, what if he was clean cut? I still wouldn't care. Could, you know, I, don't, I don't care. But the fact that he's his right braids shouldn't make a difference, though. It shouldn't, but no, his his, his braids don't really make a difference. It's just the fact that he's there, <laughs> like it, it just bothers me. And then, like he's there, like all day. And the fact that, like, okay, so let's say, let's just say, for instance, he's retired. He doesn't work anymore. He has nothing better to do. He doesn't have any family or friends. So really, all he has to do with his life is just chill in his apartment and chill in the lobby and talk to people. Okay, great for you, but I don't know why, but for some reason that just irritates me, man. I'm like, why aren't you in your apartment, like, on the couch or in the bed or watching TVs? You know, I, I, I don't I, know. It just bothers I, me that I, I, he just is, is just there all the time. I know. Like, I'm fiending I, for interaction. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, as, as, as sociable as I am, I'm definitely against forced conversation or forced interaction. And it seems that that's probably what he's doing. Yeah, and and then like, it kind of, it kind of plays to something that I have an issue that I have with Twitter. That like, I don't really understand why it bothers me so much. But I don't like people who, who just tweet all day 
every day, and they're just like on there, like consistently throughout the whole day. And they're like, if you if you tweet all day, and you are physically actually tweeting, that's one thing because you don't really have to uh, be present in Twitter to tweet. You can just open it up, tweet some shit, and go about your business. But like, if you are like up to date with your timeline. And what all the news that's going on, and what everybody's talking about, and you're involved in conversations, so you're actually interacting in Twitter all day, and you're somebody who claims to have a job. Like for some reason, that fucks with me, man. Like that bothers me. Like what? What are you doing? Like why does Twitter consume your life to that point? Like I'll like look at it a bazillion times a day. I'll look at my mentions, which are usually empty. And I like I'll glance at my timeline or whatever, but like I am rarely involved to the point where I know what's going on. I'm involved in conversations or whatever. And like I don't know, for some reason that just irks me and I don't really know why. Like why do I care that somebody else is just like so involved in Twitter and they're like, I have a job, but I'm just like Twitter consumes my whole life. I don't know why that bothers me, but like I don't like when I see people who Say they're tweeting from work and they tweet and are in conversation. Like if they tweeted all day, it wouldn't bother me. But like in conversations, like and they are like involved, like throughout the whole day. For some reason, that just irks me. Like it's like Twitter your actual job. Like yeah, even in my downtime, I still don't have time to tweet all fucking day. I don't understand. Like even if you don't have a job, like if you don't have, if I didn't have a job. I'd probably spend my day still doing other shit. Like, I don't know, like, even watching TV and taking a nap, going to the park. I don't know. what I find something to do other than being completely engulfed in Twitter. And, like, it's just something about that that irks me. Like, do you really have a job? Is that something you just say for the purpose of Twitter? So that they don't criticize well, the fact I think, that you just I, tweet all day? I think that, you know, if the person had... I think if the person maybe had been make I don't know I don't know if like I'm justifying their tweeting, but if the person was more interesting or had anything that was more viable what they're talking about maybe it'd be but if it's just if 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 it's just bullshit then maybe you know like why the fuck are you just doing bullshit all day? It would still bother me even if they had something to talk about. So like why aren't really? you actually yeah because like, why aren't you actually working? Like, why aren't you, like, doing hey man, something? fuck work, man. Work is fucked up. Work is fucked up. But, like, <laughs> you should still be actually doing it. Like, how can you do it? And, like, I can understand how you can work and tweet. I get that. But how can you work and, like, read your whole timeline all day to where that, to the point where you can actually be up to date with what's going on and keep up, keep up conversations and, like, be totally... Involved in what's going on Like I don't know why But that just fucks me for some reason And then like you see people And then like the tweets be like trash and shit And like they have a, a bazillion followers And it's like why do you have so many followers When like clearly you're a loser Like I, I don't know That shit just fucks with me I don't, I don't really understand why I have a problem with people who just like Don't have shit else to do But be involved with other people With Grey Braids He's like In the lobby all day just fucking bothering the fucking front desk person and then you got Twitter person who's just all day just tweeting and reading tweets and tweeting and reading tweets and retweets and retweets and all this shit and it's like 
what are you doing? Like, and then, like, what prompted, what really kind of, like, put it over the edge for me was when I saw this discussion about uh, people stealing tweets. And I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand what, why do you care? Like, why do you care if somebody takes your tweet and, and just makes it their own? Like, I understand that that's corny, but, like, why is it something that's, like, this huge offense? Like, oh, I can't believe this person stole my tweet. Like, my my idea was that, like, if you're a person who is, like, totally engulfed in Twitter and it's, like, your whole life and that's really all you're worth is your online persona, then if somebody steals your tweet, then you're stealing who you are. That's the only reason I could feel like they care. And it's, like, if if, if your Twitter and your tweets and what you're doing on Twitter is, is all the relevance that you have in life, then... Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. I mean, who cares? You're an <laughs> asshole. Who cares? I swear. I, I, I wish we could... I want to go through, through the back ones and to, to hear you say, oh, well, fuck it. You're a piece of shit. I swear you've called so many people a piece of shit. I, uh, our, <laughs> that, yeah, I probably have. I, I just say, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. I say, <laughs> fuck oh, you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, you're, you're just shit. a piece of shit. Yeah, like, it, it's... That's really what it is. Like, if you... Like, can you really imagine that? Like, it, like, like all you do is tweet... And read tweets and be on Twitter and have discussions. That's your whole life is being on Twitter. And then throughout your Twitter career, you see that, oh, my God, somebody tweeted the same shit that I tweeted. They stole my tweet. I'm so mad. Like, why is that infuriating to you? The only reason that should bother you is if the only value that you have in your life is your fucking Twitter persona and what you do on Twitter. Like, if, if, if what you do is just... If you just tweet like just if you just do Twitter for fun and you just tweet whatever and somebody steals your tweet, it's like okay, whatever. I'm actually doing shit in real life. Why do I really care that somebody copied my tweet? Like, but they be like, oh, stealing tweets is so fucked up. Like, people be so mad about that about stealing tweets. And I'm like, do you think who cares? Do you think told them all of a sudden it was sold or not? Do you think it's possible to copyright a trademark uh, hashtag to the point of? Not want anyone else to use it. Do I think it's possible? Yeah. Like if you made a hashtag, call it. Uh, I don't know. Hashtag you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck would you. You're would you really? Would, could you be mad if people start using your hashtag? Could I be mad? Would you Maybe. be mad? I guess. Uh, would, you be say, mad? would I be mad? No. But like because like I said, like to me, it's not. What does that mean? Like, who cares? Like. It's a it's a chick it's a chick on 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 uh, Instagram. She's a makeup artist, and she made a hashtag that I she started using the hashtag that she probably used probably ninety five percent more than anybody uses. But she's upset because another makeup artist is using the hashtag. It's a fucking hashtag to the point where. She posted a screenshot of her messaging the girl telling her not to use her hashtag. It's it's not a you can't claim a hashtag. It's like <clears throat> That's almost like trying to claim a word or something. Like, hey, I say dope all the time. Don't say dope. That's my thing. Like you can't a hashtag is no different from a word or a phrase. It's just like with a pound sign in front of it. Like, how can you really claim something like that? Maybe if your shit was, like, mad original. And it was, like, hashtag... I don't know. 
these bitches keep stepping on my big toe. I don't know, something like this totally random that no one else could say other than you. Then, even then, it's kind of like, it's still corny to care that much. Because it really has no bearing on your real life. Unless you get paid to tweet, then that shit really has no bearing on your real life. Yeah, I, I, I totally feel you. I totally feel you. Yeah, it was funny, though. I was thinking, like, it's a fucking hashtag. Hockey, only thing you could do is post your best shit on this hashtag, and people will know you because of you. Right. It's not, you know, if someone posts this, you know, if I if you post some stuff and you say photography, and you post great shit in photography, and someone else posts it, they're going to know who your shit is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your, your name is not based on a hashtag. Your name is based on the work you do. Right. So, you know, it's like, why would you trip on someone who uses something that's not even technically shouldn't be, you know, associated with you as far as your work or whatever. Like, you post something like, man, I keep seeing this hashtag, uh, you're a piece of shit, and everybody posts bullshit. Like, that's just a poor representation of you. You need to tell these people. They need to post real, you ain't shit stuff to the you ain't shit hashtag. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's stupid as fuck, dude. I, I, I was looking at that Looking at that uh, last couple of days, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you get pissed? I wonder if I could actually do that and then get mad. Like, I because I do no. that a lot. Say, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. Like, I thought, what if I made that hashtag and then it caught on? Would I would I get mad? Like, hey, that's my thing. Like, or would I like be like, well, it is a pretty standard phrase. It's standard as all fuck. Every, I mean, I mean uh, I, like copyright, you're a piece of shit. Like everybody says, that. oh, not everybody says that, but it's a pretty common phrase. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm good. With, I'm good with fuck you, you're a piece of shit, though. Like I feel like that that does kind of belong to me. But like, I mean, it's still. It's like, why are you so? Why? Like, it has no bearing on your real life. Why are you so mad about that? That somebody stole your tweet. And the only thing I can think of is that, like I said, your tweet, your Twitter persona is who you are. Like, that's all that, that's all that you bring to life. Like, your what, presence what, on earth. Like, well, that, is, that is for a lot of folks. I think, you know, people that I've met, and I, I won't say all, but a lot of people I've met from Twitter, they, they are a lot more boisterous and active or bigger on Twitter than they are in person. Yeah, I think Twitter gives you the opportunity to be someone you're not in real life. And I think that's why people get so mad about it. Because their Twitter persona is them. Like, that's their... not. It's not them, but it's their... They hold it so closely to their heart because it's, it's their opportunity to be someone that they're not. So it's like, in real life, you might not be shit. But on Twitter, you might be the shit. So if somebody steals your tweet, it's like... This is all I got. Like <laughs> you, it is. I you, think you some of my fucking my only actual real life relevance, my Twitter persona. That is. I think that's it for a lot of folks. That's, I that's think that's it. what it is too. Actually, I remember. I remember meeting a girl. She's not local, but she she was a uh, she came here. I met her somewhere with most other folks, and when I met her, she was so soft spoken, so quiet, so just you know nothing of what. And then on Twitter, she was just like just loud, just like on ten. I'm just like I'm thinking like, man, you're not even a person I met. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, you just you know. And I think that's for a lot of folks, you know, that I've I've met on Twitter or online somehow. And I mean, a person they're they're nothing like the 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 no. shit they put on. No, and it gives people the opportunity to be someone that they're not. 
Like in real life, they might be lame as fuck. But on Twitter, they can be kind of cool. And so if if Twitter for you is is the cool version of you, and somebody takes that, you're like, fuck, that's all I got. That's all I got. I'm lame as fuck in real life. I'm cool on Twitter, and now you're taking my fucking Twitter cool. So then they get mad. Like, oh, you stealing my tweets. This, this, this is my, the cool version of me, and you taking that away from me. So, I mean, maybe that's why they care so much. I don't know. I don't, a lot of people that I see on Twitter are not like how they are in real life. Like, there are very few people who I see on Twitter who I read their tweets and I feel like this is the same person that I know in real life. The, the few that I know in real life. The vast majority, even the ones that I know in real life, even the ones that I'm cool with, are like, I read their, I, like their Twitter persona is like totally different than who they really are. Like you, you corny as fuck in real life, and you lame in real life, or you're like more soft spoken in real life, or whatever the case may be. That's not who you really are in real life. And I, I personally, I couldn't really live. I, I'm saying really live like that. Like I kill myself or something like that. But like, it's like. Don't do it! You got more to live for! You got a son and a fiance! Don't do it! Don't do it, man! It's not that deep, dog! But I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even... I couldn't even be that, man. I, I, I don't even understand how people can just be someone else on Twitter and then... If, if nobody knows you in real life, then hey, yeah, be somebody else on Twitter. But if people know you in real life, I don't even understand how you can be somebody else on Twitter and, and expect to get away with it. I don't know. People tweet like, the fuck out of here. I don't know. Right? I think, I, I would like to fuck think. Fuck, you're a piece of shit. I would like to think that I'm pretty, I'm pretty much the same person um, on Twitter I am, you know, in person. Although, I've, I've met a couple of folks who told me that they thought I was more of an asshole on Twitter. I even met someone. I even know someone who told me that they don't like me on Twitter. They like me in person, but not on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, "What did I do on Twitter that makes me say?" I feel like I do the same shit. Like I feel like I'm the same person. I don't do anything extra. I'm not extra loud. You know, I'm I'm pretty much the same same person. So I don't know. That was pretty funny though. I was just like, "Oh well." I remember I remember seeing a person on the street. This was some years ago. And it was like, aren't you such a... Uh, whatever my Twitter name was. So I was like, yeah, such, 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 you're such an asshole on there. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, really? Am I that fucking bad on there? But, yeah, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I would think I'm pretty much the same. I, I haven't had too many issues. I would say you're the same, but I, I feel like you're you're angrier on Twitter. Like, a lot of your tweets are just like, yeah, I can't I, stand this shit. I'm supposed to say, like, and coming from me, that's saying something. Yeah, it is. I take it as a compliment. <laughs> I feel like... Twitter you is a little bit more disgruntled than regular you, but like it's still the same person. Like there's a lot of people who are like completely different on the internet. Like I'd be looking at some people's shit, I'm like, you would never you wouldn't dare say some shit like that in real life. You wouldn't dare that's how, say that's, some shit that's like how that I feel to, about to a my lot face of people. Or to somebody else's face. Or like, oh wow, you're way more what I've noticed on Twitter, people are way more brazen on Twitter. Like there's way because more Because you, you don't there's no consequence. He's not. You know, I, I, what I would love for Twitter to be, if, if this was to ever happen, and it won't, but if it ever happened that, you know, you're, you're this brazen person on Twitter, and you're like cussing at folks and, you know, all this shit, and next thing you know, you all land in one fucking room. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, you're the person I've been talking to. It's like, that's none of that shit's going to happen anymore. Right. None of that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think. 
a lot of people, I think the reality of shit really needs to happen. Like, that's like the one uh, dude who, uh, the snotty Pippin guy, uh-huh. who had got into it with the dude and they told him to meet him somewhere. And so the dude ended up going there and he wasn't there and blah, blah, blah. Temecula, yeah. If you can say meet him somewhere, like we don't know. I couldn't think of Temecula until you said it. But meet him in Temecula somewhere in California. And, you know, he wouldn't meet him there because I. And, and everything I've seen of that guy is real, you know, Twitter, the, the the norm of just Twitter people just, you know, talk shit, talk shit, talk shit. And then, you know, with no constant because it's like I'm never going to see these people and shit. So it's like I don't have to, I don't have to see this guy. So whatever. So, but yeah, I, I think that's how majority of Twitter is. Yeah, I'm not really for that. I don't. I don't know. I just don't like being somebody else on on the internet. Like, I don't know. It's just whack to me. Yeah, fuck them niggas. <laughs> They're a piece of shit. They're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, thanks Hopefully for. Hopefully, no black people will get killed between now and next episode. <laughs> yeah, it's at three hundred. It's, it's around three hundred now. I think by the next episode, it'll be three fifteen. Right. <laughs> Sadly, so I guess we'll see, but. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Um, next, like I say, next week we really want to do uh, like stories of people who've had you know police interactions and see it So hopefully we get a good turnout. We're going to really push this subject, you know. So hopefully we get a you yeah, know a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of stories. So we will definitely be uh, tweeting and facebooking and stuff like that. So yep. hopefully we can get some emails about some stories and we'll uh, we'll talk about them next week. So thanks for listening. Uh, you know all our. All our outlets, uh, what up the podcast at Gmail, what up the podcast Twitter, or what up the podcast Facebook, uh, or either our personal ones, Michael Aaron or Blame Motor. So, talk to you next week. Peace.